every quarter at an exec team, we bring it up and we say, hey, are these still the values that we want to live by? Do we want to ensure it? And it's remained constant, but it is something that we continue to assess. And it's something that we continue to, again, recruit for, reinforce and train for. I will also add Series A is a very different stage than we are, but the most important part of that growth is going to be the managers. Welcome to the Bragworthy Culture Podcast, where founders and business leaders talk about how they built a company culture that is so incredible, their employees brag about it. Our show aims to inspire you as you build a Bragworthy culture of your own. Culture building is philosophical and practical, and you'll find both discussed here. Grab a pen and a notebook. We're about to drop some knowledge. This episode is brought to you by Fringe, the number one employee lifestyle and fringe benefits platform. With Fringe, you can empower employees with lifestyle benefits that can be personalized to reduce stress, give back time, and spark joy. Fringe, benefits for life. Contact us and find out more at fringe.us. Here's your host, Jordan Peace. Welcome back to Bragworthy Culture. This is your host, Jordan Peace. And today we're fortunate to sit down with Temi Mancusiungaro. Temi is the CEO of ReachDesk. He's out of New York, which I just found out and caught up. We're in the same time zone today, which is nice. Temi, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Happy to be here. Awesome. So I know a little bit about ReachDesk. I know you guys were founded in 2018. I know that gifting is very much a big part of what you guys do, but I'd love to hear from you a little bit more because here's my description. ReachDesk helps companies deliver gifts and direct mail that build deeper connections with customers, prospects, and employees at the click of a button. Our integrations to their company's tech stack power a clear and quantifiable ROI, which is always really good. And the direct channel is no longer a guessing game as a result. So I've got the tagline, but I'd love to hear more from you around What need did you see in the market to begin with to kind of jump in and do this around 2018? Yeah, sure. So you call it gifts. We do gifts, uh, but we really call it moments that matter. So what really matters to us is finding those opportunities, either in a sales cycle or an employee's life cycle, where you can reward them or show some charity and use that to open doors. So whether you're building pipeline, whether you're trying to close a deal, whether you're retaining a customer, trying to light a customer, ultimately keeping an employee, that's what gets us out of bed every day. And it's really building that personal connection that we all had. It was honestly a lot easier before we lived in this remote environment. Yeah. But there's that personal connection that you can bring together with the gift and helping businesses do that at scale. It's easy. We do birthday presents. It's easy to do that one at a time. But imagine trying to send something to 6,000 employees around the world. <laughs> that is a task for no fan of heart. Uh, well, probably not even possible without software. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'd imagine too, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but in this remote world where I mean, you and I are on Zoom doing this now, this is how we have the majority of our meetings, there's very little kind of a connection, tactile connection, right? So when you get something physically in the mail, it's like, it's a big deal. Every time a package comes to my home or office, I'm like, yes, run and grab a pair of scissors or knife or whatever to cut it open. And so there's just something special by, about that all by itself. And then I, I'd imagine there's a, a level of understanding what to send and when to send and the thoughtfulness around that. But how do you facilitate those moments that matter? Like, what are the different ways, what are the different packages, the things that show up that you guys have kind of come up with over the years? Yeah, and I think, I think you nailed it. In this digital age, I think email is kind of becoming the new junk mail. Yeah. So your ability to put something unique in front of your whoever your target is has a huge impact. And if you can get a physical gift, we're seeing like a 30 times fast, a higher response rate, 
versus something that's digital. For us, it's all about when and what you send. When, I'll, I'll key on when, when is really important. It's like getting a birthday present two weeks later doesn't have nearly the impact of arriving on, at their door. Sending that, what we found that using gifts right after a call is a great way to take the momentum from a call and lead it into a sale. Or when you're in that, when that new employee or new customer starts with you, getting that package right in front of them as soon as possible. So when is a key thing? And so the speed of delivery and the ability to integrate into your tools is what enables us to do that. Also, I think personalization, that's a really, really big one for us. You ask about what we can put in the gift. You know, a lot of people think about the fact that, okay, this person's a golf lover. I should know that. I should send them golf balls. You're absolutely right. But imagine if you could send golf balls with their name on it, how much more impactful that is. And what we've really started to see is personalizing. The gift is the thought, right? And the thought is what matters. And that's what builds the connection. So if you can personalize that gift, make it something unique for that individual, that really blows people out of the water. So sending cupcakes with their face on it, right? Yeah. Sending a box of goodies with their logo on it. Making sure that you're respectful of who your audience is and you're giving them something that they want and something that's really unique to them. Yeah, I bet. The company values that you guys have out on your website kind of correlate with what you said here very directly, right? Deliver happiness, win as a team, be bold, learn fast, get things done, and treat people as people. I think that last one especially, and deliver happiness, those two together are like, boom, obvious, right? I'm curious just because we talk so much about internal culture. We talk about building our employer brand. It's a lot of what we talk about on the podcast. Do you find that because your company is so focused on those moments that matter, it's very service oriented, very others oriented. Do you find that that kind of plays a part in the way that you recruit and the way like who's attracted to come and work at ReachDesk as a result of what you actually do as a company? How does that yeah. play? Yeah, I think so. I also, well, I'll answer it two ways. So we are very much, because personal relationships are what matters to us, and you can see it in our values, we're very much a people-first organization. That's a big reason why I came to ReachDesk. And it's because for me, I've worked with lots of different companies, and some are more people-oriented than others, but I really found that people were the difference. And so we effuse that in what we do, and we want to effuse that in our product. It's not about sending out a bunch of tchotchkes. That doesn't do the gift justice. That didn't get you the results. It's about understanding it's a person on the other side of that, that aspect. And we live that as well in our culture. So employees, it's always about who's the person on the other side of that. How are we doing the best for those employees, for those individuals? And that's because I believe that investing in people is the number one thing and that great people lead to happy customers and ultimately lead to a great company. And, and so we live that in everything we do. And that's a common commonality through our culture. I will also add that gifts, asking about gifting is part of our recruiting process. So okay. understanding that there's some sort of resonance to gifting, that you've had a gift, that you received a gift. And we also include gifts in our process. So uh -huh. making sure that we can sometimes use e-cards or coffee cards to attract candidates. We'll also give gifts. Your employee welcome package is a big moment. So, yes. you know, I think, I think for us, it's finding people who really love that aspect. And I'd say the last most fun part, I guess, about the company is that we use the product in what we do. So yeah. I have an outreach team, a BDR team that's sending out gifts. So they're using it. I have a sales team that's using gifts. I have a CS team that's using gifts. I have a people team. They're all using our product. And yeah. so it's not just a product we sell. It's a product we use and that we know pretty intimately. That's awesome. That's I love how integrated that belief system is throughout the entire company. What you say about who you are, who you recruit, and then what you actually do and produce both internally and externally. That's really awesome. I was excited to speak to you because of some of these aspects, right? I, we're coming from a standpoint of a very people-oriented, 
culture of the company that I lead, which we don't talk about much here because this is not about me, but just to, for the sake of relating, it's so huge. I mean, that welcome package, for example, when somebody comes into your company, like that's the thing I always find on LinkedIn that somebody's taking yeah. a bunch of pictures right, yeah. of all the swag or like whatever it is. And it's like, oh my gosh, I love my first day. And it's like this big <laughs> advertisement for your company coming from this brand new employee and they're just over the moon. And if you just kind of spoil them in that initial moment, it just really communicates. We're so glad you're here and like welcome to the team or the family, whoever. No, I think you're right. I think it's about appreciation. I mean, we now know that employees can work wherever they want. It's more flexible than ever. People are changing jobs. Yeah. And so against the Great Recession, I think we're trying to launch the Great Recognition. And yeah. so it, it's really recognizing what your people are doing for you every single day. And yeah, the welcome gifts is a huge one. But we don't stop at that. I mean, we built software that lets people gift for birthdays, gift for their anniversaries. That's often a key date in your employee's mind that you don't even realize is that milestone. They're counting every milestone, I promise you. And companies used to do a great job. It's really hard remotely. So how do you end up creating that program with the first year, second year, third year gift and how you deliver those around the world? We do that. And then, you know, as well as, you know, compassion gifts and baby gifts. I sent a baby gift to a vendor the other day. And this is someone who I'm paying but sent them a gift to recognize their baby. And the, you know, I think the response that I got was mind-blowing, mostly because I think for us, it's second nature, but I think people just aren't used to that. It goes yeah. a really long way. Yeah, I mean, it, people aren't really used to generosity in general, and much less when it's thoughtful and timely. That's really awesome. I mean, what an opportune time for you guys to start this company, and then immediately the whole world goes remote, and you're just you're sitting here with this kind of perfect solution for engagement with employees, engagement with prospects, with recruits, et cetera. So really kind of epic market timing, I would say. Yeah, uh, I'll say it wasn't easy. We built the gift, when we built the product, it was originally to send gifts to people's offices. Okay. So originally it was an, in, an individual location. Both people knew the address, they were just right. sending it. I think we had to quickly adjust when COVID came and yeah. have found now this use case is that you don't know where anyone is these days. So the benefit is you can send, we can send gifts as easily as an email. Someone fills out their address. They, and they could be the different address than they were last week, right? You know where people are. And right. it gets delivered straight to their doorstep. And then we're able to keep all that information often segregated from people's systems so that they don't have to worry about all that security around that. And we can continue to gift as needed. That's awesome. So have you, I don't, I don't want to, again, I don't want to assume anything, but since the pandemic and since you got, we've gone remote and you've made that transition, so that you can reach people wherever they are, they just enter their own address, which makes perfect sense. How has the company grown? Have you guys, has it been kind of a big boon to you guys that the culture shifted in this way and it's a little bit more obvious maybe to people that like, oh, I really need this than it was before? I mean, just how has it impacted the company just from a growth standpoint? Yeah, I mean, we're really humble and fortunate to be able to have the right product at the right time. I think we were the yeah. fifth fastest growing company according to G2 on, wow. for 2020. Um, and 18 fastest growing of 2021. So we've had a lot of growth. I think for us, what's kind of matters most to us is kind of the number of customers we've been able to touch and kind of be able to expand and help on their experiences. Another, another thing going on in the background too is marketing is starting to be much more targeted and personalized too. And so the outreach, I think you've seen it. You all see it. It's like it's much less kind of banner ads, spray and pray. It's being much more targeted. Who are you? What do you want? Um, Gifts has had a, had a unique position in that. So High, a lot of growth, but um, humble and understanding, you know, we just go where the market goes. Yeah. I'm curious, Ed, just to take you further down that path, and this is a little bit selfish for me to learn, but 
how do you go about, well, I, I, let me ask one question first. What does your ideal customer look like? What have you learned that your ideal customer is? Are there obvious things that you can find, whether on LinkedIn or on Glassdoor or on their website or whatever, that would indicate to you that's probably a good prospect for us? Yeah, I mean, we want to have a customer. The best customers are those who kind of believe this and often are customers who have been doing this and have the pain of doing this firsthand. It's very, it's simple for us to explain how what we do in the pain relief. If you've lived it, you right. understand it firsthand. Yeah. So often it's customers who've done some gifting, uh, maybe seen some impact, maybe done some gifting and don't know the impact of it. And lots of companies these days have budgets, whether it's for their employees, whether it's in their marketing somewhere. Companies have so many, so many times hundreds of thousands of dollars earmarked for gifting, or we used to call it T&E, right? We used to go travel and entertain customers, but that's a lot harder now that you can't go one place and meet everyone. So it's, it's inefficient, it's more expensive, it's less reliable. And so being able to tap into those budgets and tie it into a campaign. And then ultimately, we're not interested in just that one-time holiday send. Yeah. Uh, it's great use case, great use yeah. case. But, but we're looking at, at changing the culture of right. your company and changing it, as you said, to be generous, right? Mm -hmm. And leading with generosity, leading with your brand, leading with your personality. And so businesses that are willing to embrace that and make the investment there, those are a great fit. Yeah, that makes sense. And then my, I guess my follow-up question is, how do you go about identifying them? Like, where do you get the information that says they're probably already doing this? They kind of have a generous spirit about their values or their culture. Somehow you're aware of that. Are you looking at reviews from employees that work at these places and they're, to, they're sort of informing that? Or I don't want to ask you to give away some secret yeah. sauce. Yeah, you, know, you can make it a little bit more. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I understand. I mean, so we have a, we have a very attuned outbound prospecting team. Yeah. So we often lead with gifts. We're very targeted in our own approach. And then what we look for is customers who tend to be using some sort of automation in their process. So we're, ability, we're able to see who has Salesforce, who has SalesLoft, who has Outreach, Marketo, these tools that have helped businesses scale, because those are tools that we can tap into directly. And so we can add a step immediately into those tools with, where your employees really have to put no effort at all to have those gifts sent out automatically. And as they're sent out automatically and dependably, we are tracking all the data on the back end. So we know every send, where it was sent, whether it was redeemed, who redeemed it, and ultimately can track it back to the account that you had and see whether it had an impact. Does, did it have a lift or not? Which is incredible insight that no one's had before reached us. This means you can now see which gifts are working. You can see which campaigns are working. You can yeah. see which moments you're attacking, which ones you're not. And you can also see who's doing a really good job at it and who's not. So it helps you, it actually, you know, we like companies to kind of reduce their budgets in some place and expand it in others so that they can double down on what's working and cut out what's not. Man, that's awesome. So I was going to ask you to expound upon the, the measurement piece, but I mean, you touched on it, but let's just say I'm a customer of yours and the first use case that I, cause it's, I can hear a lot of use cases here. Yeah. But let's just say I come in with one use case in the beginning, which is I want to use this as part of my sales kind of prospecting in between demo you know, discovery and demo that sort of use how am i tracking as a company uh, using your software like what's being most effective and who's using it and like do i integrate that with like we use salesforce so it sounds like that would be easy for us but like are there just different tools that i i would probably need to have in order to really enhance that experience or maybe just give me some insight on that Sure. Yeah. No, you don't need to have any tools. So we are standalone software that you can gift in directly from Reach Desk. So you go into Reach Desk, you put your recipient's name and email address, you select what gift you want to send, and you can send it. 
We'll then track that gift. We'll know who sent it, who you sent it to. We'll see when it was sent, when it was redeemed, when it was delivered, and basically give you that output. It cool. does work better if you have automated tools like Salesforce or like Salesloft or Outreach or Marketo or HubSpot or, or all these automated tools. We integrate into all those players. And so if you're building a cadence of, of your customer journey and you have that demo call and you have a post-demo action, you can add Reach Desk in as a post-demo action. And okay. it can be something that's automatically sent. Hey, thank you for the call. We'd love to continue this journey. Here's a coffee card to... I've attached our brochure. Here's a coffee card to buy a coffee while you review it. Or if you want to be more personalized, it could be prompting that user, hey, send a personalized note. And we have plugins that basically overlay on all those, on all those platforms. So they don't even have to leave their platform. They click a button. They say, select the gift. They get a canned message they can tweak. So, hey, it was congratulations on your new baby. I've attached this rattle, right? Or something like that. Right. Obviously, I hope you're more creative than that. And we have a team. Yeah, to help yeah I got you. <laughs> um, but the point is you can do it from those platforms. You can do it automatically or you can do it through Reach Desk. That's awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. One thing that you said that stood out to me earlier in the conversation was you might find someone that is doing a good job gifting. Like they're actually sending gifts potentially in a meaningful way, potentially in a timely way, but they don't even know what the impact is. They don't actually know if doing that and so that behavior might not be sustained because they might go, ah, oh, we're spending a lot of money here, sending right. gifts, like, is it really doing anything for us? And then, you know, they pull the plug on it and actually they shoot themselves in the foot. So that's just such an important aspect from my humble opinion of just kind of getting to know your company now of like, I can actually see the impact I'm having. I can see how I'm moving the needle. That's, that's huge. That is really awesome that your software can do that. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why we're there. It's people are doing this and we know it's having an impact. People are people have been doing this before reached us because they felt it had an impact. But the right. worst thing that we want to see happen is people stop doing it because they're concerned that it doesn't have an ROI. And our calculation has shown that it has more than five times the ROI of any marketing that they're doing right now. And so we're just simply helping people see that and then helping them expand on that by seeing what's working and what's not. And I think ultimately our vision is to create a world with charity where like every business is loved by their customers, employees in the planet. And to do so, we think it's a really important to elevate this spend so that it has that impact. That's awesome. I couldn't agree more. Um, curious because like I said, I'm building a software company. We're a little bit adjacent to you guys and so forth. And we found that, hey, we started one place. And then customers were like, hey, could you also do this? What about this? What about... And you sort of learn over the course of time that your tool might have been intended for one thing, but it actually can do a great deal more than you even sort of originally imagined, right? Yeah. I'm curious kind of how that happened for you all. Like, was there a single use case in the beginning? And then you've just sort of been adding as a result of the market, as a result of remote work. I mean, kind of walk me through that journey. And then ultimately, like, what are some of the creative ways people are using ReachDesk now that they weren't two years ago, let's say? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yes, we've seen that evolution. It, you know, business started off by sending out handwritten notes. So oh. being able to type a note and being able to send it out and have it being written, put in the mail. I expanded from there into e-cards, into we started to then say, hey, why send something digital? Let's figure out how to send something more physical. So we added on the a marketplace. So we basically, it was a couple of local vendors who could send stuff. We started in England. So in England, sent from London, we added a warehouse in London so that you could start to send your own stuff that you have in your closet, right? So a lot of people have a lot of the branded material in their closet or stuff that they've been gifting themselves. 
You can now mail that to ReachDesk. We'll give you an address for your own shelf. It sits on your ReachDesk shelf. It's suddenly digitally cataloged. And you can say, hey, I want to send someone that water bottle. I want to send someone that hat. I want to send a box that has a hat and a water bottle and it's handwritten notes. You can do that with ReachDesk. And then we've expanded globally. So we went from being UK-based. We had to add Europe. We then had, and then we tacked on the US and now Canada and APAC. And so now we're actually a full Latin America. Now we're a full global solution. And through that aspect, one thing that mattered a lot to us was the impact on the planet. We realized that a lot of gifts, you know, people think about that. So we were constantly looking for ways that we can minimize the impact the gifts had. And so part of doing that was finding local vendors and local warehouses that we've set up around the world so that you're not shipping everything from the US to Australia. You can build a warehouse in Australia, source it in Australia and send it in Australia, which has cuts down the cost, cuts down the speed and also cuts down on the environmental impact. And we also started to aggregate local vendors around the world. So we have vendors who, you know, make moon pies in Japan, or we have people who are making handbags in Brazil or gifts in Singapore, or chocolates in Norway. And so when someone in those countries wants a gift, they can actually buy from a local vendor, ship within the country, which has it's just a better experience, right? It's a better product than an Amazon box with, from a local vendor that you're supporting and with the lower impact on the planet. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, I know for me, if I was jumping on there's the environmental aspect, but also that aspect of I'm supporting something local to me, that would feel meaningful. That's a really awesome progression of your company. That's really cool to hear. Well, cool. So in the spirit of the fact that I'm so interested in your company, I asked you way <laughs> too many questions about that and no not nearly enough about your culture and how you built sort of the culture that you have internally. But in the spirit of that, as we're sort of wrapping up, because we flew through 30 minutes, what is the thing that you're most proud of when it comes to your people, like your employees, their experience of working at ReachDesk, what they say about working at ReachDesk, what they tell their friends who don't, and therefore they come and they apply and they come work, all that stuff. Like, what is that thing that you're like, I'm so proud that we are this way. This is part of our culture internally. Yeah, I mean, I have incredible employees around the world. We have three major hubs, and one in Lisbon, one in London, one in the U.S. They all work their butts off every day, are highly collaborative. But to me, I think the thing that's, that I'm most impressed with them is I've really preached a very transparent culture here. So we share a lot of what's going on with the business directly with our employees. And for many employees, that's overwhelming. It's not something that they've had before. Right. And so you're seeing, I think a lot of employers keep that information away from their employee base. They want to have a catered message. They want to make sure it comes out in just the right way. They don't want to share too much. We really lean in the other way, mostly because I think the people closest to the problem need to have the most information so they can make the best decision. And I'm really, really appreciative that they can take this input, which changes drastically. I mean, the world has changed, right? From what it was last year to now, like ups and downs, we share it all with them. And that they're able to take this information and process it and basically continue what they're doing, which is just incredible work for our customers and for our prospects and be able to process that information and kind of keep going. I really want to, I want to thank everyone at ReachDesk for that because it is not easy what we've been through this last year and they've all shared it with me and really just pushed through it. That's awesome. I mean, that's just like, that's so rare and so unique and it shows a lot of trust in your people that you're giving over a lot of trust to them by going, hey, here it is. Here's the truth. Here's the behind the curtain. There is no curtain, right? Like that's huge. That's a, I don't mean, I mean this as a compliment. That's a big risk. And one that I bet if you have people with the maturity to handle that and to like just appreciate it and kind of march forward, 
I mean, I'd imagine that leads to some kind of unbelievable kind of cohesiveness in the organization and people yeah, are really and, trusting. I mean, we're dealing with three different cultures at different time zones. So, yeah. you know, trying to promote that kind of openness with everyone is super important. Yeah. I'll yeah. also say that as a leader, I led it to thinking, wow, it's a really big risk. I had some experience in some of my other companies doing this with my teams and always saw if with the right background and understanding that, hey, this is how right. press it could change, that people were really reasonable about it. But I will also say that I found that it's actually mitigated risk over time. There's several things that I told the company earlier than I was sure it was going to happen. And then it ended up happening faster than I expected. In other words, if I had waited for my canned message, I would have been too late on it. And so I think, I think in a way, this openness has actually helped us just as everything's happening so much faster around us. That's awesome. I mean, that's a big encouragement to me personally. I'm naturally that way, just sort of an open book. And so I actually try to hold back, you know, often and be a little bit more kind of filtered in terms of what's being said and so forth. But, but man, there's nothing like vulnerability and transparency to build trust. Nothing that can replace it. Lastly, just for the sake of our listeners, a lot of our listeners are like you and I, you know, CEOs of startups. I think your company is a little ahead of where mine is in terms of stage, but yeah, I think kind of between where I'm at in Series A and where you're at, there's also a lot of CPOs, chief people officers, chief HR officers, and so forth. So just one question specifically for them, if they're in the stage, if they're in that seed stage, Series A, wanting to build a great culture, wanting to build this transparency, treating people like people, delivering happiness, what is some advice that you would give around planting the right seeds? early on that bloom into a culture like yours that you're really proud of and happy with? Yeah, I mean, I think first we spent a lot of time talking about it and not just among exec, but among the entire company to kind of come up with the values that solidified what we meant. And I think it was also important that these were values that are unique to you and not that any company could say. And so really trying to cater that to something that's special for you and then making sure this is, everyone says it, but it is the fact you have to hire for it. You have to train for it, you have to live it, and you have to keep reinforcing it. And if you just write it down, you put it on the side of the, put the paper on the side and you don't talk about it every time, you're not going to get there. And so for us, it's actually something that we, every quarter at an exec team, we bring it up and we say, hey, are these still the values that we want to live by? Do we want to ensure it? And it's remained constant, but it is something that we continue to assess. And it's something that we continue to, again, recruit for, reinforce and train for. I will also add Series A is a very different stage than we are, but the most important part of that growth is going to be the managers. And so investing in the right managers is key. Employees stay with their business in large part because of the manager not the company. And your managers are going to be the ones who are going to ultimately enforce those values and live those values. And so making the right decision on the managers and making sure that you have a manager layer as you scale is, is probably the most important part. That's awesome. Fantastic advice. I learned a lot. I really appreciate I think our listeners probably did too. But if no one else, I certainly did. Tammy, I really appreciate the time. I probably kept you a little longer than I intended. I apologize. No but problem. Really awesome to hear your story hear about the company, hear about this really epic market timing and the way you guys leaned into that and adapted because of that and to be one of the fastest growing startups, you know, here recently. I mean, it's just, it's a really cool thing. It's a privilege to be able to speak with you. No, thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. All right. Well, have a great afternoon and uh, thank you everyone for listening to Bragworthy Culture. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Bragworthy Culture Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to enjoy future episodes.
This episode is brought to you by Fringe, the number one employee lifestyle and fringe benefits platform. With Fringe, you can empower employees with lifestyle benefits that can be personalized to reduce stress, give back time, and spark joy. Fringe, benefits for life. Contact us and find out more at fringe.us.